Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet Hematology podcast. My name is Nikolai Humphreys. On today's episode, we'll be discussing a retrospective matched cohort study titled Risk of Bleeding and Arterial Thromboembolism in French Patients with Non-Valvular Atrial Fibrillation, either maintained on a vitamin K antagonist or switched to a non-vitamin K antagonist, oral anticoagulant. I am joined on the line by one of the main study authors, Dr. Mahmoud Zurek. Mahmoud, could could you briefly introduce yourself and explain your role in the study? Sure. Hello. I am Mahmoud Zurek, a medical doctor in public health and epidemiology. I'm the head of the Department of Epidemiology of Health Products and the director of the Strategy and International Affairs in the French National Agency for Medicine and Health Product Safety, NSM, which is a public institution which regulates medicines and medical devices in France. Thank you, Mahmoud. Could you tell us a little bit about the background to your study? Uh, sure. The arterial fibrillation is a chronic cardiovascular condition affecting millions of people worldwide. It's estimated that this disease affects 1-2% to 2 of the general population in developed countries, and its prevalence increases dramatically with age. This condition is a problem with the electrical system of the heart that causes an irregular and rapid heart rhythm. The main concern, however, is that atrial fibrillation can lead to the formation of blood clots in the heart, which can travel to the brain and cause an ischemic stroke. In patients with high risk of stroke, doctors prescribe blood thinning medicines or anticoagulants to prevent blood clots obviously in addition to medicines to control the heart rate and the rhythm control. For decades, the only class of oral anticoagulant available to clinicians for the prevention of stroke in patients with atrial fibrillation has been vitamin K antagonists such as warfarin. Since 2010, other classes of oral anticoagulant have been approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the European Medicine Agency called non-vitamin K antagonists such as debigotin, rivaroxaban, and abixaban in the treatment of non-valvular atrial fibrillation. These new oral anticoagulants promise to be as effective as warfarin, but they may be easier to use with the assumption that half of those with atrial fibrillation were on a vitamin K antagonist treatment, at least 17 million people worldwide could be switched from a vitamin K antagonist to a non-vitamin K antagonist oral anticoagulant. Subgroup analysis of the randomized trials have shown that patient switching from a vitamin K antagonist to dabigatran or rivaroxaban had similar benefits as those starting a non-vitamin K antagonist. However, little information exists about the effect of switching from a vitamin K antagonist to dabigatran or rivaroxaban on health outcome in real-world conditions. Thank you very much. Could you now briefly outline the aim of your study? Yes. One of the main and well-known uh, uh, health outcomes of oral anticoagulant is bleeding, 
we aimed to examine the risk of pleading between patients who switch from a vitamin K antagonist to a non-vitamin K antagonist, so-called switchers, and those who are remained on a vitamin K antagonist, so-called non-switchers. For the present study, we include, therefore, patients needing anticoagulation for non-valvular atrial fibrillation in real-world conditions. We also compared the risk of arterial thromboembolism, ischemic stroke, or systemic embolism, or myocardial infarction, and composite events between switchers and non-switchers. To do so, we carried out a nationwide retrospective matched cohort study using French National Health Insurance Database. This database contains anonymous individual data in all reimbursement for patient health expenditure, including medical products as well as outpatient medical care prescribed or performed by healthcare professionals. This insurance database has been cross-referenced to the French Hospital Discharge Database, which provides medical information about all patients admitted into hospital in France, including discharge diagnosis coded in the ICD 10th edition. In order to compare outcomes between switchers and non-switchers, during the follow-up, we rendered switchers and non-switchers as comparable as possible in terms of the probability to switch by matching these groups for several criteria, including sex, age, history of cardiovascular disease, history of type of vitamin K antagonist, vitamin K antagonist duration before switching, and number of international normalized ratio measurement. And what does the study show? Uh, we include around 7,000 switchers to a non-vitamin K antagonist and around 11,000 non-switchers. Mean age of participants was 74 years, and half of them were women. We showed that through a median follow-up of 10 months, there was no increase in the risk of pleading events in patients who switched from a vitamin K antagonist to a non-vitamin K antagonist compared to those who continued to take a vitamin K antagonist. Moreover, there was no significant increase in the risk of ischemic stroke, myocardial infarction, or composite events between these groups. When the switch group was divided into two subgroups according to type of non-vitamin K antagonist, no significant differences of pleading risk were observed when switchers to Debigatron or switchers to Rivaraxobon were compared with non-switchers. Also, the definition of previous exposure to a vitamin K antagonist and the duration of follow-up varied across the study. Our findings are generally consistent with those in the literature, in scientific literature. This means that no studies noted evidence of a raised risk of pleading in switcher to Debugatron or Rivaraxobon. My final question, what are the implications of these findings? Uh, as you know, it's important to evaluate the effectiveness and safety of non-vitamin K antagonists in real-life condition. All the more so, 
millions of individuals with atrial, atrial fibrillation in the world already in a vitamin K antagonist therapy may be switched to a non-vitamin K antagonist. In this large observational post-marketing study, we showed that there was no evidence of increased risk of bleeding, ischemic stroke, and myocardial infarction in individuals who switch from a vitamin K antagonist to non-vitamin K antagonist. Also, we have not shown such risks. It's important to continue to monitor the health risks related to the use of non-vitamin K antagonists. Indeed, we need to keep in mind that our results are based on relatively short follow-up time, and this risk may take longer to manifest. Having said that, we showed that in patients with non-valvular atrial fibrillation who switch their oral anticoagulant treatment from a vitamin K antagonist to a non-vitamin K antagonist, no increased risk of bleeding was observed. Dr. Mahmoud Zarek, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me on the Lancet Hematology podcast. Thank you for you.